on a cold day up, up, and away. It's Rhyme and Reason 646. Hey there, Tony here. And today I don't have a point to make and I don't have a bone to pick. I just have a story to tell. And it starts in 1938. It was a cold day in January. And this story took place in rural Oklahoma. FDR was in the first year of his second term as president of the United States. And a second daughter was born to a young couple named Lee and Siona. But it was also a time when America was still struggling to recover from the Great Depression. So when the little family was ready to travel, they piled into their sedan and headed west to California. That cold day in Oklahoma turned to West Coast warm. And the young couple went to work, as countless other migrant workers did, picking produce and fruit from the fertile California farms and orchards. But times were tough, and even the Golden State didn't provide enough work and wages for Lee and Siona to take proper care of their two daughters. So they sent Donette, the oldest, and Doris, who was two years younger, back to Oklahoma to stay with their maternal grandparents. And Poodle and Poppy, as the kids called the old couple, were happy to take them into their home on the farm. And there would be multiple trips back and forth between parents and grandparents, and there would be hardships far beyond what many Americans would call hardships these days. Hunger from sometimes only one meal a day, worn-out clothes, barefoot walks to school because there wasn't enough money for shoes, and everyday life in shanty towns. But, as life turns out, the young sisters made it through those hard times with the loving help of Poodle and Poppy. But both girls yearned to venture out on their own, and while they were actually still kids, young teens themselves, they both married and started having children of their own. Okay, from this point on, the story will focus on Doris. She married a young man named Dwight, who attended the same school as her in Norman, Oklahoma. And before long, they had two boys of their own. And they were the typical young couple, adding to the baby boomer population, but their own youthful inexperience proved too much of a hurdle, and they divorced after only four years. So, on another cold day, Doris started looking for her next step. After some bumps and stumbles, she found and married a young man named Bill, and after a stint in the Army, Bill went to work for General Motors in the Kansas City, Missouri area. He and Doris also had two kids, a girl and then a boy. Plus, the two boys from Doris's first marriage would join the four of them each summer. And that life went on for several years until the two older boys had graduated high school and left to start their own lives. Sadly, Bill and Doris began to drift apart till one day they also divorced. They worked out the details for the care of their two younger kids, and they went their separate ways. Once again, Doris faced a cold day on her own. I'd like to tell you her life rebounded onward and upward like a comeback story 
in an old Hollywood movie. But for years, quite the opposite was true. I won't dwell on the dreary details. Just know that there were considerable obstacles for her to overcome. Some she created with her own choices, and others were thrust upon her. After a couple more seriously broken dreams, Doris trained for restaurant management, and she worked her way through Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Kansas, either as a manager or assistant manager for restaurants like Village Inn and Sambo's. Usually, it was to be near one or more of her kids and grandkids. And after years in the restaurant business, Doris became a dispatcher for a transportation company based in the Kansas City metro area. And she lived and worked there until she retired and moved into her own tiny one-bedroom apartment in the small community of Gardner, Kansas. And she remained in Gardner until early 2021. Her health declined for several years leading up to that time, and on a walk from her bedroom to the living room, she fell, injured her head, and required several stitches. She bounced back somewhat, but dealt with more frequent bouts of headaches and dizziness. Then, on January 8th of this year, 2021, one day after her 83rd birthday, Doris suffered a stroke, and her health and stamina began to slowly deteriorate until she died in her sleep in her daughter's home, and she survived by four kids, ten grandkids, six great-grandkids, and four great-great-grandkids. And I shared some of her story with you because she was my mom. She died on February 11th of this year. Dorsey, as she was affectionately called by family and friends, will be remembered as a mom, a meemaw, a great-grandma, sister, aunt, and friend who always finished her goodbyes with, I love you. And we all love you too. Your gracious love shone through the darkest days like songs of praise to those you loved and knew. See you later, Mom. There's a